Hi, welcome to Coffee Side Chats. I'm Janelle. And I'm Malik. And we're your hosts for the coffee podcast about anything and everything. It's not a coffee podcast. It's a podcast about anything and everything over a cup of coffee, which today I'm actually drinking tea. Mm, okay. What what tea are you drinking? I'm drinking a chamomile tea. Chamomile tea. Can't talk today. Um, from one of the local coffee shops. And I didn't catch anything else about what it was because I walked in and the girl at the counter said, oh, actually, we close at five. And I was like, oh. Uh, and she said, well, the espresso machine's down, but I can get you tea or something if you want. And I said, OK, I'll get a tea. And so I just like picked something really fast <laughs> and went with it. And then she was asking me what I was doing. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go record a podcast. And then she wanted to know all about it. And I was like, uh, well, like, you're also closing, so I feel bad still being here. Please just give me my tea and let me go home, because I feel so awkward right now. <laughs> hey, that was a potential listener. Did you tell her the name? I did. I told her the name, and I told her where to find it, um, and she was really excited, and I hope she comes and listens to it, because she seemed like a cool girl. But I didn't talk to her, because I was having the worst moment of just minor anxiety that there's ever been. <laughs> I can use that. So, I'm drinking... Uh, something that's called San Angelo style coffee. Uh, HEB does basically like local um, beans and San, San Angelo is a little town in Texas and they have a particular blend they like to use. So I'm drinking that today. I haven't had this in six or seven months. So it's a good, it's a good callback. I like it. Okay. San total tangent to what we're going to be talking about today. San Angelo is a small town. I hear about this small town all the time. How big is it? You know what? It's not that big because my cousin is from there. So that's the where I even know where it is, how I know where it is. But Like uh, I'm pretty sure yeah. that's one of the towns in Texas that only does school four days a week because they're such a rural area that they can't afford to pay their teachers five days a week. Yeah, it's it's a small place. It's a very small place. But yes, I it, hear about it, it all the time. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I don't know what that's oh, about. Oh, Texas. So fun. Um, okay, Malik, what are we talking about today? That's not San Angelo, Texas. <laughs> so we're going to talk about family dynamics. So we're not really sure exactly how this is going to go, how heavy this is going to get, but we're just going to play it by ear and see how it goes from here. I think it's really funny that you're really you were bringing up that we don't know how heavy it's going to get because the first time we hung out we went to a coffee shop and we sat there and talked and we got into family dynamics and we talked about our relationships with our siblings and our extended relatives and these like really generally deep topics that you don't talk about with somebody on your first friend date until like way further into the friendship but we talked about it the first time yeah i <laughs> I guess we wanted to accelerate uh, getting to know each other pretty quickly. So we jumped right into the deep end, which is typically something I would not do with most people. But hey, it worked out for us. I feel so special. Uh, yeah, family dynamics. Both of us come from really big families. Or, yeah, really big. Uh, yeah. How many how many kids are in your family, Malik? So... I have, I'm in a split family. So I live with, lived and grew up with my mom and stepdad. So I have four younger brothers and my biological dad and um, his wife, 
wives. <laughs> um, I have four older siblings, so there are nine total. And you're dead center. Yes, and that is a very interesting and kind of strange place to, to be because part of the time, you know, I'm the oldest kid in the in the house I grew up in, so that means you get to be in charge and, you know, you get more responsibility. When, on, when I go visit my uh, my biological dad, it turns into one of those things where mm. you're the baby again. And no matter how old you get, your siblings treat you like the baby brother. Like I'm 27, <laughs> and I might as well be 10 still to them. So that's just the way it is. Which I feel like that actually says so much about you. Because I can imagine you being spoiled as a little child and being just the center of attention for the first, what was it, five years of your life? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, no, now I have to be the person in charge. So you already have this experience of like, I'm the most important person in the family. I make the decisions about what goes on. And then you get to tell other people how to follow you. Yeah, it was very interesting because I didn't spend too much time around my older siblings when I was younger. So probably I was essentially an only child through the first five years. And then at about years six, seven, eight. I started spending more time around them, and then I was spoiled. <laughs> so, but my uh, young, my the twins who are right underneath me, they, you know, they're babies, so you know they were getting all the baby attention. So when I went and got to be spoiled, that was awesome. <laughs> it's very interesting when you're the only kid. Like I didn't have younger brothers until I was five. So for the first five years of my life, I was just me. It was just me and my mom. So. A lot of times you just use your imagination, right? You develop a very active imagination because you just have to. And, you know, it wasn't until I was 10, really, that my brothers were even old enough to kind of more play with me, if that makes any sense. Like, they were still so much younger than me that I, a lot of times I was just by myself because they weren't old enough to really play with any, any of the toys I was playing with. If you have imaginary friends, Malik... No, no imaginary friends, but I was very good at giving my toys very um, crazy adventures. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But it was just you. You would play just you with your army toys, whatever doll of whatever fashion you had. Yes. like Well, but see, I had a lot of toys. So it would be between two different rooms, you know, I could create two different worlds that kind of linked together. It was insane because I could like I would have cars, like the toy cars in one room and like my transformers in another room and like my dinosaurs in a different part of the other room. It's it all worked together. But my imagination was tip tip top at that point in my life. Yeah. We had yeah. enough to make none of us are really good for it. But we have enough people in our family that if we did want to play a sport all together, make the teams. And so we could play like flag football with like eight people, two four person teams. And it worked out great. And you didn't have to invite anyone. Just all were there and bored and wanted to go outside to work. Yeah. Yeah. When you have that many kids, you know, you can kind of really ready to do whatever you wanted to do. <laughs> um, what's the gap between you and the next oldest sibling? Ooh, I think five years, six years. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking it was a much larger gap. Well, between me and my oldest sister, that yeah, that gap is much bigger. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's um, we were pretty close um in age, and it's five years between me and the twins. So yeah, it's a weird dynamic there. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds pretty weird. Uh, but I it it makes sense when you know you. Yes, because sometimes I can be mm, <laughs> a little much about being in control of things, but then sometimes I want to only be the center of attention. <laughs> so I do know that about myself. Uh, my family is a little bit bigger than yours. I have... I'm nine of 13 kids. There are eight older, four younger. And the way it naturally splits, there's only three years difference between any kids. Um, So between me and my next oldest sister, there's three years. Between the next sister below me, there's only one year. Um, And it kind of goes on and off like that. So in the natural split, I'm the oldest of the youngest kids. So I like to say that I get a little stereotypical... um, what do you call it? Some of the stereotypes of the oldest, the middle, and the youngest kids, because I just fall in the middle. But I think at that point, you just become a big family kid, and you lose all of those stereotypes, because it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, a lot of, not a lot of my friends, but it felt like a lot of my friends growing up either were from very, very large families like mine, or were basically only children. And they would talk about hanging out with their cousins all the time, which just confounds me. I don't understand that because <laughs> I barely know my cousins. Like, I have to sit there and think really hard for a really long time if I want to name all 30 plus cousins. Mm-hmm. And it, it's very difficult. Um, but I know so many people who their cousins are basically like their siblings, which is amazing to me. <laughs> yeah, when I was... Younger, we spent a lot of time around our cousins, a a lot of time. (laughs) So any family gathering, any family event for any reason at all, everybody was invited. And everybody, you know, all of my aunts and uncles all had kids. That meant lots and lots of cousins running around. We're all within, you know, four years of each other. So we all hung out. You know, I had a couple of my cousins were one year older, one year younger. And then there was a little bit of a gap between their siblings. So we were around each other a lot, so I got to spend a lot of time with cousins. So I was one of those people. Lots and lots of cousin time. And it kind of gave us something to do besides, you know, irritate our siblings. <laughs> so, How many cousins do you have? Oh, boy. Could I even An give you a number? So I'll just say cousins that were in my generation within, I'll just say plus or minus four years of myself over there. Probably 17 or 18 of us that were right around that age. And then we had some that were a little bit younger that didn't get to hang out with us and some that were a little bit older. So You had yeah. 17 or 18 in an eight-year range? Yeah, around me. Mm-hmm. What? Lots of cousins. <laughs> and then there, were the, then there were the babies, you know, and then there were the ones that were born much older, much um, a while before us. So, you know, yeah, we had a few. (laughs) That's crazy. I think in an eight year, well, I don't actually know because 
I don't know how old any of my cousins actually are. <laughs> and I like can't keep track of where is four years above and four years below. I want to say I probably have four or five cousins within eight years of me. And that could oh, wow. be wrong, but I, I think that's right. And one of them was like her, she was already her dad's kid. And then he married my aunt. And so, like, I guess she's still fully my cousin. I don't mm. know. Like, I didn't know her until she was, like, eight. And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, you have another cousin. I was like, where'd you come from? Well, so, as a person who spent a lot of my really, like, little years with cousins, it's just something that when your family, like, my family all lived in the DFW area, right? Just about everybody. So, any event that we had anywhere for any reason, be it graduation, birthdays, just want to have family dinner on Sunday or whatever. And then not to mention, we all, like my family started a church. So all of us were at the same spot all the time. <laughs> so it was just easy for us to always be around our cousins just because we all lived in so close that it was, you know, a no brainer that you would invite everybody <laughs> and their kids to everything uh, you did. So that that had went on for a long time until probably I was 16 or 17 where everybody was almost always together just because we all lived so close. Wait, did you say your family started a church? Uh, yes, my... see if I get this right. My mom's cousins yeah so the simpson family started like the church that when they moved to duncanville like that's still part of my family's church yeah it's a uh, my cousin my old great cousin he's two generations up like was the pastor at the church i grew up in yeah so it uh, yeah family <laughs> yes yeah, kind of a crazy thing like my dad is a uh, deacon at that church like I, I've known numerous pastors who have been family that have preached there. Like most of my family has been on all of the committees for everything. So, yeah, it's a yeah, lots of um, lots of history there. Whoa, I can't even wrap my mind around that. I, for immediate family, we don't all live in the same state. Um, just my mom's family, they don't all live in the same state. They don't all live in the same country. <laughs> and you guys all live in, and you have a big family. That, yep. oh my God. Cousins, aunts, uncles, great uncles, great aunts, grandmothers. Like the furthest anyone lived that I saw regularly was Marshall, which is only a couple of hours from Dallas. And we would go out to, you know, what we call the country. The <laughs> uh, few of them lived out there. But that's it. Yeah, we were all pretty much settled in in the DMW area, which was interesting because you wouldn't have expected that with so many of us. But yeah, a lot of us like just lived within 30 miles of each other. <laughs> I mean, when I was younger, it was to the point where we would have summers in Marshall, like all the cousins would go down there. So when I when I was you know between the ages I think of five and ten, you know a lot of times me and all my cousins would be in Marshall <laughs> at my at my great grandmother's house, which is a, uh, 
a small, like a small house, but it had like six beds. <laughs> <laughs> so we would go there or we'd go to my uh, my great aunt and uncle's house. And, you know, you just stayed there, you know, just a thing where you'd spend part of the summer where probably usually about a month, two months. Here you go. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. And they'll just come pick us up <laughs> in a month or two. And just the way it was. That sounds so fun. We got in trouble a lot. <laughs> well, I got wrapped into a lot of trouble. I tried to behave myself as much as possible. I was the quote unquote good kid. So I I, I got wrapped up into a lot of foolishness. <laughs> that sounds I can't get over that. That sounds like so much fun. That's just like summer camp. Your grandparents. Yep, basically. <laughs> That'll be fun. We, the closest we ever got to probably with our birthdays. For your birthday, you got with grandma and grandpa for one to three nights. I don't actually know what it was. I just know at least one for more than one night. And so I'm very blurry on what that actually looked like. Um, but for just a little bit, you got to go hang out with grandma and grandpa. By yourself or with one other sibling um and just do whatever we're doing and following them in their adventure of retirement that does sound kind of fun yeah and so there there were depending on the you know the age i was we had a core of cousins basically there were like four or five of us that were always together and then the peripheral cousins that would come around when we had bigger events which with when I was younger, our family had a lot of events, <laughs> especially as people got closer and closer to the, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18 with the graduation. A lot of those years were a lot of parties, a lot of barbecues, a lot of things that were going on. So, yeah, we did a lot of that on top of the yearly family reunions we had. <laughs> so then everybody, all the aunts, uncles, cousins, great aunts, great uncles, everybody. <laughs> Hey, family friends <laughs> that you just knew your entire life, but they weren't actually blood related to you. Everybody would be there. So we would go from having, you know, a, a regular size event would probably be 30 or 40 people to having like 250 <laughs> at some years at some family reunions. So, yeah, it, could, it got out of, con out of control a couple of times. <laughs> That's a lot of people. And most of you guys all live in the same general area, right? Yep, mostly uh, everybody's in Texas, mostly in the DFW area, some in Houston, uh, some some in um, a little bit further out. Uh, we have a couple of cousins, I think in California, uh, Missouri, but mostly everybody's in Texas, yeah. I'm sure that makes a lot of difference in getting to like hang out with each other and go to the same events because we moved when I was 11. And so we left a lot of my cousins in Ohio. And even when we lived in Ohio, they all lived too far from my mom to want to load all 13 of us into a car together and drive somewhere that was more than an hour away. So we didn't ever go see anybody, even if they were just an hour away. And then a lot of them lived in places like California and Florida and I think one of them lived in South Carolina for a little bit. Not 100% sure. And I think, no, we were the first ones to move to Texas. So then after we moved to Texas, 
three families, I think. Three families moved down and then like new families, like so my aunts and uncles, three aunts and uncles moved down. And then some of my cousins started their own families and stayed in the general area. But at this point, I would have the hardest time telling you where exactly more than three of them lived. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell you. But we didn't hang out with them because they were so far away. And it's really hard to transport that many kids anywhere. Yeah, I can imagine that being a little bit of a handful. I mean, it's hard enough just trans, you know, moving me and my brothers around. <laughs> and there are only five of us. <laughs> it's hard enough, yeah, you know, getting everybody on the same page for anything. Mm -hmm. Also, we didn't, from my understanding of our family, and maybe this is too much information, and if my dad ever hears this, he might get mad at me, but it's fine. <laughs> From my understanding, we weren't a really close extended family. So there wasn't really a desire to have a bunch of events except graduations and weddings. And that was about it. And I think even at the last wedding, mm, that's a lie. At the last wedding that was in Ohio, most of the family came. But all the weddings that have not been in Ohio, only one relative from my dad's side came that I can remember. Yeah, so somebody else was there, I just didn't talk to him. Does that yeah. make me a terrible kid? Um, no, not really. It's not your responsibility to make sure you see your family. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I mean, so because I'm a part of, you know, essentially three different families, my, my mom's family, my biological dad's family, and my stepdad's family, it's a very curious thing because my stepdad's family was really, really big about being together for Sunday dinners, like any kind of little holiday, big holiday, anybody having any kind of success or just wanted to get together. So with that family, I was with them a lot. Hence, where mo I was with most of my cousins then. But my biological dad's family, the Jacksons, they kind of, they're just chill, you know. <laughs> they will kind of gather when they want to, but it was never such a giant push to be around each other all the time so i didn't get to see too many of them too often just because the nature of their family when people want to get together they just do <laughs> kind of at the spur of the moment kind of thing and not living right around the corner from them made it you know not the easiest thing to do and then with my mom's family there was some a bit of fallout <laughs> about the time i was like 10 or 11 so, you know, there was a lot of hanging out with them up until that point. And then, you know, families <laughs> sometimes have disagreements. So that didn't go on too long. After yeah. That. That's not fun. But you kind of mentioned before, and I'm going to bring it back up because I think it's a really interesting topic. Um, family, friends who become like family. Like we definitely have those people. Funny story. Side note. At my brother's wedding in Texas. It's only one brother got married in Texas. At his wedding. Um one of those friends that we've known, my dad has known since he was in high school and we call him Uncle Gary and all of their kids are like as much of cousins as any of our other cousins are. Um, and I'm standing in line to get food right in front of uh, their mom. And she starts talking to me. And so we strike up a conversation because you do in your line. And she says, so how do you know the Polsons? I said, um, I'm Rick's daughter. <laughs> And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't recognize you. 
Yeah, that's kind of terrible. <laughs> that's happened to me at least twice where somebody looked at me dead on and said, how are, how do you know the Polsons? Are you related? Do you know them? Are you? I was like, mm, I'm, I'm one of the Polsons, like the Polsons that, you know, I'm saying my last name a lot <laughs> of these kids that, you know, I'm one of them. You just missed me, <laughs> which is weird because I'm also like the loud kid in the family sometimes. Yeah, so I don't know how they missed me, but they did. I think it doesn't help that I don't live with them, and so like I don't go to all the events all the time. And I cut my hair really short, and I've kept it really short. And I, as much as people say I look like my siblings, in the right context, I don't look like them. I only look like them when I'm standing next to them. If you see me, and then you see one of my siblings, you're like, ah, no. <laughs> see i think you guys look a lot alike but that's just me but also i haven't seen all of your siblings all at once you know i've only seen a few at a time so to me y'all you guys look alike but i can understand if people aren't used to seeing you and mm -hmm. you know you're not at all the events because you know you live in a different state or whatever i can see where people might not not get that you are actually a part of the same family and normally I feel like with all of those family friends, they had kids who were just above me and just below me. And so they would be my older sister's friends and my younger sister's friends. And I would just kind of tag along. And so I was never recognized as, oh, so-and-so's little friend, my sister. It was like, or so-and-so Janelle. Let me start that over. It was never um, so-and-so's little friend Janelle. It was so-and-so's little friend and her sister, Janelle. I was always a little tack on the end, apparently. Or at least that's what I'm finding out. Except this last time, I wasn't. I was my my friend's mom came up to me and said, oh, did you marry into the family? And I said, no, I'm your daughter's friend. I still talk to her once in a while. I know where she lives. I know what she does because we're still friends. How do you forget me? I went to horse club with her. And that then was really kind bad. of the funniest thing I've heard. Horse club. Oh. I went to horse club with your daughter. How could you forget? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I was only in horse club for like six months and then we moved. And so I was then forgotten. And apparently they kept up horse club for a long time without me. That's okay. I'm not offended. <laughs> I was not cut out to be in that club. They were very committed. Um, but then she apologized later. She found my sister-in-law. She was like, will you tell her that I'm so sorry and I remember who she is? And I was like, it's fine. I don't care. I think it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Did you marry into the family? Nope. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> this family is stuck with me. Yeah. So... A big holiday with my mom is Thanksgiving, right? So speaking of people who've become like family, uh, a couple of her friends started coming around on Thanksgiving. And because it's such a big holiday for my family, if you show up to Thanksgiving dinner, you're really one of the, basically one of the crew. <laughs> you know, you're, you are family. If you get it invited for more than one year, because, you know, you invite anybody one year. People, some people don't get invited back <laughs> because they are a little bit of a handful. But if you get invited year after year, you really quickly become family um, with my people just because Thanksgiving is the holiday, not Christmas, not Easter. Thanksgiving is really the big holiday. Um, 
with my mom especially and she does 99 percent of the cooking so you know she gets to be in charge of that <laughs> that's really interesting i feel like thanksgiving is like the easiest holiday to invite other people into because it's just let's eat a really big dinner together and hang out and play games and have a good time whereas christmas it's like we're like we need to know who's coming because somebody's probably going to get a gift at this event yeah. most likely so we don't want to make sh- we want to make sure no one's left out um, but Thanksgiving is like, oh, you show up and you have a good time. Yeah, our our family takes Thanksgiving pretty seriously. <laughs> so, yeah, not everybody gets an invite to that. Not, well, not everybody gets a repeat invite to that. <laughs> a lot of people get invited once, but maybe not back, you know. <laughs> well, and I hope I'm never invited to Thanksgiving at your house because if I don't get invited again... I will feel like the worst human in the world. Yeah, it's a pretty big sign, honestly, in our family. <laughs> we're more we're more likely to invite someone to Christmas dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Although we do a we do an interesting kind of family tradition with Christmas dinner that most people don't do. So for a long time, probably the first um, sixteen years of my life, we did traditional Thanksgiving. You know with. Uh, with dressing and turkey and chicken, all that um, normal stuff. And we did a smaller but very similar meal for Christmas, right? So we did essentially two Thanksgiving dinners. Um, about 12 years ago, I want to say, about 12 at this point. Man, has it been that long? Sorry. <laughs> it's crazy when you think about it. Um, we started doing themed Christmas dinners. So instead of doing something... Yeah, so instead of doing something... Traditional, one year we did barbecue. We did a fish fry. We did um, Mediterranean. We did you know Chinese. We've done um, African dishes. Like because half my family, well, half of my uncle's family is from Ghana, so we did African dishes for that year. So we tried to do a themed kind of because we did French one year. So we decided to mix it up, you know. Because it was kind of boring to do the same thing, you know, twice a year over and over and over and over and over into perpetuity. So we changed our minds and did something a little different. Yeah. So the only problem is this it does become a little harder to pick different cuisines to do. Uh, I believe we did barbecue twice (laughs) just because it was like, you know what, we're just going to screw it, say it's going to do barbecue again. But it was maybe three years after that. So we did do it back to back years, but it does get a little bit tougher. And then for the tenth year, we did one or two dishes from each year, so it was like a a big around the world kind of thing. So, yeah, oh, yeah, we did Italian one year too. Mm, yeah. <laughs> How do we start getting more families to adopt this tradition? Because that's the coolest Christmas tra- dinner tradition I've ever heard. Yeah, I I don't know, but it it was great. It's a very different thing and you know at thanksgiving everyone's sitting around discussing okay what theme we're going to have what meals we're going to have it, so thanksgiving there's almost like a round table <laughs> of discussion about what we're actually going to eat a month later so yeah it's a very it was a very good um decision i think i was i was really happy with it when we made that change so do you always go home for thanksgiving or do you sometimes do friendsgiving so most of the time I am home for Thanksgiving. One year I, when I was working at 
um, Office Depot, we had to work Thanksgiving night wow. for Black for Black Friday. So I went with um, one of my friends, and so I had um, Friendsgiving with with them, which was great. Um, it was really nice to have somewhere to be instead of sitting at my apartment waiting to go to work. <laughs> That was terrible. Such a bad situation. Having to go in at eight o'clock on Thanksgiving. I had to set up for Black Friday where you barely sold anything. No. <laughs> it was terrible. Like, because of the location of where the store I worked, it wasn't even like it was a high traffic store, but it was a corporate policy. So nobody and nobody was off. Um, if you were, especially if you were full time, because you had to be there. The part timers got to go home early. The full timers, you had to stay until it was slow enough to send you home. <laughs> So it was, yeah, not the best situation. That's but I did do that. It, it was it was a good um, substitute that year, but I believe that's the only year I haven't been home in the last yeah since I went to college for so the last ten years. Um, so tip, I have left early <laughs> from home though. I have done that um, because Texas used to play football on Thanksgiving night. So I would leave home on a full stomach and speed down 35 to get to the football game. So that did happen a few times. Oh, man. That's crazy. It was worth it. Well, not really. We lost those games. That's not the point. <laughs> yeah. I. It would have to be something a lot better than Texas football to be worth it for me. Uh. <laughs> um. So my, I'm sure I've told you about them, but in case I haven't, I'm going to tell you again. So I've started to make this new friend group in Oregon and I'm really excited because they're really great. Um, and they basically refer to our friend group as their family because all of us aren't from this area. So none of us have friends in this area. Two of them are from Oregon. And so they have family nearby. Um, but I met them in February and they were already planning Friendsgiving because they were so excited to have like their Oregon family here and someone in Oregon they could spend Thanksgiving with because they already decided they weren't going to have enough time to go back home for Christmas and Thanksgiving. So they're going to go home for Christmas. And I was like, all right, cool. So like anytime we hang out, we're like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with my family. And I'm like, this is so interesting that you can go somewhere else and still have like family and they end up being family, but not related to you. And it's one of the fascinations of the human race that I will never get over. But I love it. <laughs> it makes me feel a lot better because I have no other people from my family in the entire state, in the entire time zone. Um, and so it's really nice to have somebody who wants to claim me and be like, no, you're in my family. You get to be my person. I'm like, okay, I'll be your person. I'll be in your family. This is fun. Yes, because it's something that even living only three to four and a half hours away, like I have for the last seven years, you can you can have moments where you definitely miss being able to just go over someone's house and for like a nice Sunday dinner and just relax. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because, you know, if I'm going to make a trip, I have to really plan it. It can't be really spur of the moment at all. It has to be, okay, two or three weeks out, and I know this is going to happen so I can plan my work schedule and everything around it. Not just, okay, well, we're just going to go over grandma's house. <laughs> it's just get in the car and drive. So, um, yeah, it's very nice if you can find that uh, somewhere. 
It's pretty great. Have I told you about them already? Uh, no, I don't. I don't remember having heard about them, but that's good to know. You gotta have somebody up there. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, guys. That's our talk about families. If you have anything you want to add, or you have another fun story about your family, um, go ahead and send it to us. We are coffeeside podcast at gmail.com right Malik yes and our we're also on social media on Facebook and Twitter at coffeeside chat singular uh, we couldn't get the s so we're stuck with the chat <laughs> um, so yeah follow us message us tell us what you like tell us what you didn't like ask questions we want to hear from you guys um, and thanks for subscribing thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time <laughs>